I thought I was scared. I thought I was close to death at that point. I kind of flirted with the idea of death because I was rolling down the road in a vehicle. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He will do it. I think about my children. I want to try my very best to set them up to to be able to withstand whatever life throws at them, but I, I just can't. Humanly speaking, I can't. But if I invest in them the grace of God, that's what's going to be their mainstay to get them through the storms of life. God is making up the difference, making up the difference for you because when He looks at you, He sees Jesus. He sees Jesus. It was that moment, I'll never forget it, that I realized, no, just because my parents go to church or whatever's going on, there has to be a personal, there has to be something that happens personally between me and Christ, between me and Christ. I don't have permission to give you specific details about a story that happened this year on New Year's Day. But what I can tell you is that the faith of a dear friend of mine was tested. And this friend of mine has demonstrated some amazing resolve that I do not believe that I could replicate. Lord willing, I never have to find out. Yeah. If in a difficult situation you could lean holy on the rock of our redemption. But I'm so inspired by real faith. I'm so inspired by practical application of this ancient word. When I see life hammered down someone that I know has strong faith and that person responds with strong faith, I get excited. I get inspired. It's such a challenge to have... See, it's easy to have faith when things are going well. It's easy to be a faithful person when you see other people go through something and you say, you should lean on the Lord. Yeah. But when it actually happens to you, yeah, then it's real. Then it's real. Hmm. In another incident, separate from this one, maybe like three weeks before or two weeks before, I got really sick Hmm. and I got really dizzy and my stomach started turning in on itself. And I was driving my car oh. and I pulled off to the side of the road in a fit of dizziness and lost consciousness. Oh, wow. Hazily dialing 911 before I lost consciousness. And I said, dizzy car, told them where I was. Then I, a couple minutes later, I woke up and realized, I think the sound of the ambulance was what woke me up. Oh, wow. I don't want to go into all the details of that story, 
But let's just say, as scary as that was, it was nowhere near as scary as what happened on New Year's Hmm. to my friend. Hmm. And I thought I was scared. I thought I was close to death at that point. I kind of flirted with the idea of death because Hmm. I was rolling down the road in a vehicle. Mm -hmm. And because I lost consciousness. Yeah, it's, it's that moment of clarity where you're like, whoa, that was that was closer <laughs> well, I was than I a, wanted to be. Yeah, I was at a restaurant, and I'm like, man, my stomach's really starting to hurt. I think I'm going to throw up. I'm like, I probably should. I don't really Where's this restaurant so I can not go eat? No, oh, I'm just, no. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I know it probably had nothing to do we'll with just it. just make up a name. We'll yeah. call it Schmapplebee's. No. <laughs> So, no, it was I hadn't eaten. I was already sick. And I was going to meet some friends. Basically, I was already sick. And I was going to meet some friends. And I was like, oh, I'll eat some soup. But I was good enough to go outside. And, you know, I wanted to get out and get some fresh air because I'd been cooped up, you know. Yeah. I wasn't contagious. It was a ailment I have. It's long story, short ending. But I was at that restaurant and I was like, oh, I'm going to go home because I think I'm going to throw up and I really don't want to throw up in this public bathroom, right? Yeah. So I get in my car and I'm probably like, I guess somewhere in the neighborhood of 12, 15 miles from my home. So I'm driving back and I get maybe a quarter of the way and I start getting really sick. Yeah. And then I get really dizzy and then I get, and it was winter, take my hat off, take my coat off roll the window down trying to get the cool air because my body is heating up right Mm, yeah then i i'm i kind of hazily drive off the into a parking lot as i come to it and now i'm and i open up the door of my car so now i got all the cold air running and i'm still getting dizzier and dizzier and dizzier and then I, i i remembered like staring at my phone and thinking if i dial 911 i'm gonna have this terrible medical bill that i'm gonna have to pay yeah (laughs) and i and i remembered thinking i better do it because i don't know where this is going yeah yeah scary you know so i dialed 911 and the rest is history Mm -hmm. now you're for for all those listening you're glad that you did that now right no no you're not No. I, <laughs> you should not have done that. I got the bill. Yeah, yeah. The bill made it not worth it. Listen, this is pod, this is not a podcast about the medical system. Yeah, yeah. But let me just say, at the end of the day... <laughs> Preach. They went like this. Huh? Yeah. Mm. I go, what's wrong? They go, huh? Mm. We did all the tests. Here's the bill. What's wrong? Huh? Yeah. We know what it isn't. <laughs> so... Like, by the way, for that shoulder shrug... It's this many hundreds of dollars. <laughs> yeah, hundreds is nice. Yeah, hundreds is nice. Anyway, I'm not. Get, that's not the point. Okay, the point. <laughs> the point is not about whether or not one should call nine one one when they feel sick. The point is. <laughs> yeah, we're not giving medical advice here. <laughs> uh, Dan told me on that podcast I shouldn't call nine one one, and here I lay in the ground. He regretted calling nine one one. Ultimately, I regained consciousness and went to the hospital, and 
So, I mean, obviously I would have regained consciousness had I not dialed 911. No, I I make it a habit of only going to the hospital when I think I'm going to die. So... (laughs) I, I, you know. Hey, we in the last one that we recorded, we talked about how that's typical of guys, right? <laughs> like, if I'm here, I'm about to die. Yeah. I wouldn't be here if I wasn't. If I thought it was be- like, if I if if the thought crosses my mind, someone call my mommy. Yeah, yeah. Then I go. <laughs> then I go. Okay, this is probably getting bad. I I, I heard this uh, joke skit video where uh, it was about this old farmer. That was working out and uh, out in the field, and somehow he ended up for whatever reason he had to go to the hospital, and so the doctor comes in and talking to the nurse and like so, asking about the patient is like yeah he's a far- wait it's a farmer, and she's like yeah he's like well what's the pain tolerance at or like what level is he and it's like is that a a a five, he, and he's like a five, okay, that basically means it's like eleven. Okay, if he's if he's saying it's a five, and then he's like, okay, this is very. I don't remember all. It gets progressively more funny, but I remember this one like ultimate moment is like, this is very important because I guess he was building a fence. He's like, did he finish building the fence? And she's like, no. And he goes, call like we got to get everybody in their stat. This guy's about to die. Like it was it was hilarious. Well, my point about all this was. The faith of my friend was inspirational. I, since that time, since that event, because we've talked a lot about my event, mm-hmm. but, and I can't because I don't have permission to talk about this other event. Right. But what I wanted to say is since then, I've been able to, the Lord has drawn me toward the Psalms. Mm. Because, <clears throat> so if, you are going through something that is bigger than you can handle. Maybe it is a tragic event or maybe it is something that you just, you don't know what to do. You're at, you're at a loss. You're weaponless in a, in a, in a fight. You, you're in a duel without a gun. Right. You may, and I'm going to show you a few places in the Psalms where you may trust the Lord. The word for trust in the Old Testament is the word batah. It means to hide for refuge. Hmm. To trust or be confident. To be sure. To be bold. To put confidence in. To hope. Psalm 4, offer sacrifices of righteousness and trust in the Lord. If you're going through something tough, offer the sacrifices of righteousness and trust in the Lord. Psalm 9, and those who know your name will put their trust in you. For you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. If you're going through something tough, if you're going through... Something you never imagined. The Lord has not forsaken those who seek him. Mm-hmm. Psalm 25. Oh my God, in you I trust. Do not let me be ashamed. Do not let my enemies exalt over me. There are so many great places in Psalms when you can just read and meditate on 
where David or the psalmist or whoever writes it is just crying out to God, dealing with all the same problems that we deal with. The faces change and the circumstances are slightly different because of how societies change, but all these problems are as old as the garden. Right. Mm -hmm. Facing a difficult challenge in the spiritual realm or the physical realm is not new. Yeah. Psalm 31, but as for me, I trust in you, O Lord. I say, you are my God. Mm -hmm. Psalm 33, our heart rejoices in him because we trust in his holy name. Yeah. Psalm 37, commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him and he will do it. Hmm. It's good. When you are at that bedside with that loved one, or when you're in the bed yourself, Hmm. he put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and will trust in the Lord. I know it's like, it's easy to say, but it's true. You can take refuge in him. Hmm. Yep. How blessed is the man who has made the Lord his trust and has not turned to the proud nor to those who lapse into falsehood. Mm-hmm. Psalm 52, but as for me, I am like a green olive tree in the house of God. I trust in the loving kindness of God forever and ever. Yeah. You, O God, Psalm 55, will bring them down to the pit of destruction. Men of bloodshed and deceit will not live out half their days, but I will trust in you. When you are facing something you can't even begin to understand, Psalm 56, when I am afraid, I will put my trust in you. Yeah. In God, whose word I praise, in God I have put my trust, I shall not be afraid. What can mere men do to me? Yeah. It's one of my favorites. Psalm 62. Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. I was really drawn to Psalm 62 over this situation. And there are so many great little pieces and parts of Psalm 62 that really can just really fuel the fire of faith in a mm-hmm. difficult time. Right. Yep. Psalm 62:10 Do not trust in oppression and do not vainly hope in robbery. If riches increase, do not set your heart upon them. Right. Psalm 65 By awesome deeds, you God, answer us in righteousness. O oh, God of our salvation, you are the trust of all the ends of the earth and of the farthest sea. Psalm 91, I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Hmm. Psalm 91 is another one of those that yeah, are just like... love that one. Such a great, yeah. powerful thing in a time in which you don't know what else to do. When you yeah. have no... When you have no Ability of your own. Yeah. Psalm 115. 
Those who fear the Lord, trust in the Lord, he is their help and their shield. He's their help. Mm-hmm. He is their shield, those who trust in the Lord. We talked a little bit about identity in a previous podcast. We talked about which identity is it's the dictionary definition is what you are. Mm-hmm. I may not be trusting in the Lord at that moment, but I always trust in the Lord mm-hmm. because I am identified by what he did, not by anything I've done. Yep. Nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. It's, I mean, if God is love, who can separate it? It's almost like saying who can separate us from the love of Christ. It's who can separate us from God and nothing can. Nothing. Yeah. Because of that, because of the fact that I trust in him, he is my help and my shield. Mm. I'm not my help and my shield. Mm-hmm. My faithfulness in a given moment can be like a shield, can be, but I, mm-hmm. that is not ultimately, I don't have faith in my faith. Mm-hmm. Right? I have faith in a God. Yeah. The God. Yep. Who is my help and my shield. Yeah. I think uh, one cool thing to point out here is when the Psalms go in a lot about being God being our shield, God being our fortress, God being our refuge, because that's how you initially said... Yeah, uh, you initially said trust. It has to do with like uh, refuge, right? Is that what you were saying? Yeah, to take so, refuge in. So I yeah, am. to take refuge in. Um, there's a principle that God started with the Israelites when he gave the law that I think he, sometimes I think some of these things like God's calling a shot like he knew like there would be a psalmist named David he knew there would be preachers you know throughout the all of time and he gave such a good example of that in uh, what is known as the cities of refuge are you familiar with that with like how that was put into law yeah right so there was so many different laws that said, like, in this scenario, this person can, uh, you know, fill in the blank scenarios. This person can take refuge in this special city. Uh, and, uh, like, I think there's one, I know one is like an accidental manslaughter. Like, rather than that person, that family getting revenge on that person who killed their relative, not intentionally, but unintentionally, they could seek in the city refuge. And I know I'm not super well studied on that, but the I have a basic understanding of it and I would encourage everyone to go and research that more because that really applies here. And I feel like that's a lot of what David is, that's the word picture at least for what David is viewing God. And I think that's why God put it into law was this is an example of what I am for believers, a refuge. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. Mm, that's a good one. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. Mm. So I will have an answer for him who reproaches me, for I trust in your word. Psalm 119. Psalm 125. Those who trust in the Lord are as Mount Zion, which cannot be moved but abides forever. Mm. Yeah, that's huge. Psalm 143. Let me hear your loving kindness in the morning, for I trust in you. Teach me the way which I should walk, for to you I lift up my soul. 
don't trust in princes, in mortal man, in whom there is no salvation. Mm-hmm. Jumping ahead to Acts, their salvation is found in no other name but the name of Jesus. Mm. The name that is above every name. The name above every name. Right, right. right. Yep. I think among all of the challenges of life, and, and when I say challenges, I mean like, I'm not talking about whether or not to invest in retirement, although I'd argue that that is important. I'm talking about when it really matters. I'm talking about when you don't know what to do. This is If there's anything that we're doing as Christians, it ought to be this, right? Coming to the truth about things like this is what we ought to be doing. Does that make sense? It's yeah. like this is the... This is what's really important at the end of the day is coming to the place where you can have these kinds of things at the ready, that you're meditating on these things. Yes. Yep. That's what I was trying to get to in another episode with talking about rather than focusing on like tips and tricks to solve life's problems, relate people so much to God's grace that they're so saturated in it and so familiar with it that when – because you can't prepare – even yourself for every situation, nor can you prepare someone like I think about my children. I want to try my very best to set them up to, to be able to withstand whatever life throws at them. But I, I just can't I, humanly speaking. I can't, but if I invest in them, the grace of God, that's what's going to be the mainstay to get them through the storms of life. And I think that's what you're touching on. Like the refuge, the, the shield, the fortress that God is, he's our rock. Um, it's what we lean to, lean on when everything else has fallen. There's nothing else left to prop us up. That's the one thing that's left. That's what we, in my mind, if that's what church is, if that's what being a Christian is, if it's solely that, a lot of that other stuff mm-hmm. burns away. Yep. Yeah. And if your church is doing a million great things that would be recognized by men as being awesome, great. But if you're not doing that one thing, that's you need to walk circumspectly, like we said at an earlier time. Like, consider it and say, "What? Why is that not present here?" And do something about it. Yeah. You, you do you you do right by yourself, by your family, and by the Lord to grab hold of these pieces of the faith and hold these truths really tightly. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. You do so much more for yourself than um, all the nice gestures in the world could really meet, measure up to. Right. It's like being prepared, and that's what I that's what I got. I've learned from this experience of seeing uh, my friend from the outside looking in, and just go, "Wow! Like this is powerful, commendable faith." Not yeah. because that person is so great but because the God that this person worships has spurred them on Mm -hmm. to strong faith because it's like Paul, he said, I've learned to be content in whatever situation I'm in. Right. Not because he wills himself to contentment, Mm -hmm. but because in light of the cross, in light of the gospel, what can man do? Yeah, Mm mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, he thinks at worst, 
I'm in heaven with the Lord. <laughs> you know, that, and, and there was a point in Paul's life even where he was like, that would probably be better for me, but, you know, <laughs> I'd rather be there than here sometimes with all he went through. But um, he understood, like, it's needful. If I'm still here, it's because God still has a purpose for me. And it's, it was to help the church. It was to help the people around him. And the same can be said of us with our fellow uh, Christians. Well, he had such people. a life, right? Feet of Gamaliel to persecuting Christians to his conversion on Damascus Road. Mm-hmm. to his missionary journeys where they rioted when he said God's built with hands are no gods at all. Yeah. Yep. They tore the place up. Yep. Mm-hmm. To imprisonments, to pleading his case before before corrupt leaders, to shipwrecks, shipwrecks to snake yeah. bites, to more imprisonment, basically looking at death, I mean, yeah. I believe he saw Rome burn. Yeah. I, 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 we don't know what happened to him after the imprisonment, but it wasn't that far later. We, You know what I mean? He, yeah. I mean. I feel like these valley moments that we're talking about that every person comes to at some point in their life. Like Paul was just like living from valley to valley. Like yeah. I'm sure there was times where he was not, but it was so many that he listed. It had to have been just one after another pretty close, close behind. Yeah, for him to come out. And say in a letter, I'm content in whatever circumstance I'm in. Mm. Mm-hmm. I know how to be prosperous. I know how to be in lack. Yep. I and he wasn't just saying how to be that. Full. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was tested. He had enough lives for all of us, right? If we yeah. were if we were on a cruise ship and that cruise ship sank and we lived to tell about it, art we'd be like, there was before that happened and after it. That's just one event. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We that would be like a that would be like a tent stake in the in our lives. You know what I mean? We would say it was, I couldn't believe it, cracked right in half. You know? Yeah. Yep. It changes forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, trust in the Lord. It's good. Thank you for listening to the Life and Faith podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing, leaving a review on your favorite platform, and sharing it with friends and family. Your support helps us continue spreading the gospel of faith, hope, and love. Connect with us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many others to stay updated on our latest episodes. See the link in the show notes for all our social media channels. And until next time, it is our hope you'll commit yourself to an even deeper life in faith.